friends, it's that time again, a little later today, but it's time for live Bible study with Matt. And today we're going to talk about so-called freedom. Now, before you check out, I know a lot of pastors are talking about that in the context of America and freedoms being taken away, but I'm not going to talk about it from that perspective. Actually, today we're going to talk about what freedoms are you giving up when you choose to follow Jesus? Are you really giving up any? That's what we're going to dig in on today's Bible Study Live. So let's get going. Hey everybody, Matt here, and uh, today we are digging in on a different version of, uh, well, Bible Study Live with Matt. <clears throat> today, and I'm just plugging my phone in over here so I can charge, today we're actually going to be doing something out of the Message Solo devotional. But before I get started on that, I want to go through a couple things. One, uh, if you're tuning in on YouTube, please like, subscribe. I would really appreciate it. It'd be helpful for me. Uh, you'd be my hero this morning. Um, if you are watching on Facebook, uh, I can now see your comments. If you're watching it on my facebook.com forward slash value driven coach. Uh, yay, restream rocks. And uh, that'll show up now. So uh, as you comment, I will try to answer your comments. Do me a favor though. When you tune in, just drop a comment, say hi, let me know you're here. A uh, couple things I'll go over before, uh, before we dig into the devotional. <clears throat> um, we are kicking off a new house church ministry here. And uh, what that's going to look like is short Bible teachings um, uh, that, that we do online. We share a couple like uh, conversation starter questions, four or five questions. Um, and the whole purpose behind it is for people uh, to be able to get folks to gather together uh, one evening a week in their home to talk about the Bible and just learn about God and Jesus. So if that's something you'd be interested in learning more about, head over to besaltandlight.church and uh, we would love to send you some free info on it. Also, if you want to get some weekly inspiration, motivation, and stay on top of what's going on with this house church stuff that's kicking off, just text the word church to 833-524-0592. Uh, if you want to reach me, you can always message me here on uh, Facebook, YouTube, whatever platform you're using, or you can drop an email to Matt at besaltandlight.church, and that's my name. Uh, so now that I got through uh, the get going in the beginning stuff, I'm going to pull all the distractibles off the screen. And, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to leave my name up there for those that are tuning in. Like, who is this guy? Uh, I'm going to leave those on there. Um, but we're going to get started and we're going to dig in. So here's how this is going to work. Um, the message solo devotional. I really love the way that they, uh, put this together. They use the, the model, uh, called Electo Divina, which basically, um, it breaks it down in four categories. Think, read, pray, live. So today what I'm going to do is I'm going to read through the think part, right? Which is, is like that, that cause us to kind of wrestle with some real life questions. Then we're going to read the scripture passage, which today we're reading Romans 6, 15 through 21. Uh, then we're going to pray. And then uh, I'm going to encourage you to go and live this stuff out. So today's is a little different than what I normally do, but this just stood out to me today because the, the header on it, I just want to show you this says so-called freedom. And the reason it stood out to me is because a lot of pastors are, are talking about stuff online. Say a lot of Christians in general are a, a lot of Christians in general 
have been talking about uh, America and freedoms that they're losing and things like that. And it's funny because in a time, uh, and, and we're reading Romans, right, where Paul's writing, but we talk about freedoms being taken away, but in a time where Rome was dominating the world, and uh, if you gathered too many people in the street, they'd beat you, kill you, whatever, um, Paul also chose to talk about freedom. But it wasn't, uh, it wasn't in the same way we're talking about it today. And I think all of us can learn a lesson from Paul today, so we're going to dig in. If you're watching online right now, I see a couple of you jumped on. Thank you. Do me a favor, just drop a comment. Uh, say hi and say what city you're in. I would love to know where you're watching from. So just drop a comment in there if you would. It would be really awesome. So let's dig in on the think part. It says this. It says, search yourself for an area where you don't walk in freedom, but continue to struggle with sin. When do you easily give in to temptation and why? Are there times when you don't, uh, when you don't feel the pull of sin so strongly? Why is that? What comfort, relief, or pleasure does sin give you? That's a big question. What comfort, relief, or pleasure does that, that temptation, that sin that we fall into give us? No matter how short-lived or shallow, what comfort does it seem to bring to your flesh? And what pain or discomfort does it then bring? What do you fear you would lose if you gave up that sin-focused part of your life? What's up, John? Great to see you, bro. Thank you so much for jumping in. I really appreciate that, man. It's great to see you. So as we talk about freedom today, notice uh, the, the first question the devotional asks. It's talking about how a lot of times, and, and, and I, I wish I would hear more folks talking about this instead of uh, political stuff, but a lot of times we feel like if I start going to church, if I start uh, walking down this path of following Jesus, I have to give up all the fun stuff in my life. Oftentimes we replace uh, the word sin, right? With fun stuff. But it's so weird and hard sometimes to say the word sin. Uh, it's so great to see you, John. And it has been too long, my man. It's been way too long, bro. Um, and hey, we live in Tennessee now, so you're not that far away, brother. We'll have to connect. Um, it, sometimes it's weird and hard to say the word sin because oftentimes when, when, when someone in the church says sin, it, it, it sounds like a billy club to whack you in the head. But really, Sin means we're, we're turning away from God, and that covers a multitude of things, right? Um, but if we're being honest, we're talking about behavioral sin today, right? Like um, things that we do that we know aren't okay. I'm going to throw a few of them out there, okay? Don't uh, don't get weirded out. I'm not speaking to anybody specifically, but I'm really going to just kind of reflect on my own like issues that I've had in the past, right? Uh, drunkenness, right? Getting wasty pants, um, random hookups, things like that. We know those aren't good. They're not only not good to God. They're really not good to ourselves. So the first question is this devotional. They asked some pretty powerful things. What comfort do those life choices, those sins, what comfort does that bring to us, right? What, what are we trying to fill in our life uh, when we do those things? But it also asks another powerful question. What pain, what pain or discomfort does it bring? And then the big one, what do you feel you would lose if you gave up those behaviors in your life? That's an honest question that we don't like to ask and we don't like to answer publicly, but it's an important one. I'll tell you, <clears throat> for those that, that don't know me or those that know me well or think they do, but uh, you know, this might be a bombshell for you. Um, I didn't become a believer until like 1999, right there, right? 99, 2000. Uh, and um, then in 2009, I, I walked away from church completely. Now I became a believer in 1999. 
uh, I got or my ordination uh, in around 2004 or five uh, as a pastor. I got ordained, uh, which basically means I did all the study stuff and a bunch of dudes went, okay, now you can teach about God. And, and I taught um, middle school and high school kids. Uh, and I would preach on Sunday when our pastor was out of town on a lot of occasions. It was awesome. Uh, and then in 2009, I, I, I walked away from everything. I, I went through divorce and then uh, felt like a complete and utter failure in my life and stopped going to church, stopped reading my Bible and shut it all off for seven years, maybe eight years. Just completely walked away. Didn't lose the head knowledge, but I walked away. And I can relate to this because I was trying to, um, man, there were so many things I was falling into to try and get comfort. And honestly, um, when I met my wife, Dara, and then we started dating and we got engaged, like uh, as I started getting back into the word and started going to church again, I honestly felt like, oh, what stuff am I going to give up? What, what am I going to have to give up if I start going back to church? And if I, if I start, you know, going down the path of following Jesus again, what, what am I going to lose? I honestly felt that way. And I, I think a lot of Christians don't want to admit that, but it's a real thing. We got to admit that's a thought that goes through almost everyone's mind when they start thinking about, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to start following Jesus. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to do that. So we're going to read Romans 6, 15 through 21. And, uh, and then we're going to, we're going to pray. And, um, and then we're going to talk about how to live it out. So it says, read the passage uh, with your specifics in mind. So as I'm reading this to you, think about the thing you're struggling with, okay? Keep that in mind as I'm reading this scripture stuff to you. And, and sift through it, thinking about your life experiences. How does this hold up thinking about your life experience? And ask yourself, do I find Paul's description of living any old way we want to be accurate? What about this perspective on offering our, our, ourselves to the ways of God and living obedience. Um, what about that perspective? Like, how do you feel when you think about like living obedient to God? And then um, just take the time to be honest and identify with what you agree with and what you don't. Because when we read the scripture, oftentimes, oftentimes there's this expectation put on us that, oh, you're going to instantly, if you don't agree with all of it, you're a heathen, you're going to hell, you're wrong. Or there's the mentality, if you do, do agree with all of it, you're this perfect Christian. But here's the reality. Sometimes we will read stuff and we'll go, I don't, I don't agree with that. Now, here's the, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and tread lightly on this. Um, just because you disagree doesn't make God wrong. <laughs> okay? Um, but it's important to acknowledge where we disagree because that's a good opportunity to say, God, Help me understand what you're trying to teach me here. Help my ways align with your ways. And also remember this, as we're reading something, something we disagree with, we might disagree because we don't, the wording um, when stuff is written doesn't align with like our vocabulary and our dialogue today. So the meaning might not be the same as what the wording is, especially if it's not in context. One thing I love about Eugene Peterson's paraphrase, the message is that he, he did a very good job of putting text in context. So he groups things together by chunks instead of like one verse at a time. So here, we're going to read through these and then we'll, and then we'll wrestle with it some more. So it says, so now, by the way, Paul is right. This is Paul writing to the, the church in Rome. Okay. <clears throat> so since we're out from under the old tyranny, does that mean we can live any old way we want? Now, the old tyranny he is referring to, by the way, is Jewish law, the law code. The And, and I, I, this is important that I guess I start with this. So 
we often see interchangeably law, Torah, but what Paul's speaking to is this. Paul, if you don't know who Paul was, his name was Saul of Tarsus. He was a, a Pharisee of Pharisees. Pharisees were considered the religious leaders. Think uh, a, like a, a bishop, a Catholic bishop, you know, priest, you know, in the Catholic church perhaps would be, it's just easy for people to relate to when we think of that, like super pastors. But the people that basically, um, the, the top Pharisees would have a yoke, like uh, Gamaliel and is it Hillel. They, they would basically say, this is what, the scriptures mean. And to them, by the way, scriptures were Tanakh, what we would call the Old Testament. But Torah, the first five books, the Pentateuch, um, was also the word Torah is interchangeable with law. So the, in, the Jewish people actually had 613 laws that they would try and keep, not just the 10. From the 10 came more and then more off of those. So they had all these laws that they would try and keep. They'd say, you have to keep these laws to walk perfectly with God. There was a reason that they would offer sacrifices, right, to, at the temple because they, they couldn't keep the laws. They weren't keeping the laws, yada, yada, yada. So there became this heavy yoke to carry, this heavy weight of trying to keep all these laws. So when Jesus came and he said, look, the, the most important commandments are two, love God, love people. Everything else fall in line under that. Uh, when Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, it was basically like, it would almost be if you were one of those religious leaders, you would hear him saying, hey, the weight you guys have been putting on people, uh-uh, that's not, it's never what my dad intended. It's never what God intended. Walking with God is supposed to be a release from the heavy weight you carry, not something that was impossible and weighty and made you feel like you couldn't measure up. So when Jesus came, he didn't come to create a new religion called Christianity. He came to help people understand the way you're walking, it doesn't have to be this heavy. Let me explain. Let me show you what my, what my father meant. Let me show you how to live this. So Paul is saying when he says, so since we're out from under the old tyranny, he said, since we're out from under the weight that's been slammed on our head, okay, of the law, the, the super strict rules, since now we're, we're starting to get a better understanding of, oh, I love God, love others, let that guide me. He's saying, since we're out from under that, does that mean we can live any old way we want? Since we're free in the freedom of God, can we do anything that comes to mind? Hardly. You know well enough from your own experience that there are some acts of so-called freedom that destroy freedom. Offer yourselves to sin, for instance, and it's your last free act. But offer yourselves to the ways of God and the freedom never quits. All your lives, you've let sin tell you what to do. But thank God you've started listening to a new master. One whose commands set you free to live openly in his freedom. And by the way, if you tuned in late, do me a favor, just drop where you're, where you're watching from. I'd, I'd love to see that. Paul says this in verse 19, I'm using this freedom language because it's easy to picture. You can readily recall, can't you, how at one time, the more you did just what you felt like doing, not caring about others, not caring about God, the worse your life became and the less freedom you had. And how much different is it now as you live in God's freedom, your lives healed and expansive in holiness? As long as you did what you felt like doing, ignoring God, you didn't have to bother with right thinking or right living or right anything for that matter. But do you call that a free life? What did you get out of it? Nothing you're proud of now. Where did it get you? A dead end. Hey, Laura, good to see you. Thank you so much for tuning in from Kalamazoo. I've known Laura for like 20-ish years. Her daughter, Harley, was in the youth group that I led. Love it. Good to see you. All right. So we read through. Paul's, Paul's writing to the church in Rome, and he's saying, okay, look, 
<clears throat> you're not, you're not, uh, so we have the, the pressure from the law being heavy, but we're also no longer, he's saying, we're, we're, now that Jesus has come, so to the, to, again, written to Rome, but to a, a, a person who had read this who was a Jewish reader, right? They might have said, oh, I'm out from under the weight of the law. Now, as Paul's writing to Rome, he's saying, now that you've been freed from sin, right, Jesus, now that you know Jesus wiped away the weight of sin in your life, now that Jesus has wiped that away, wiped your slate clean, okay, here's perspective two, does that mean we can just live however we want? Knowing that God's grace covers us, can we just be all willy-nilly and go do whatever we want? So here's the crazy part. Paul's saying hardly. Now, notice though, he doesn't say hardly, because if you do that, hellfire and brimstone, get ready. God's getting out the, the not a blowtorch created by Elon Musk. No, God, Paul's not talking about if you walk away, I'm going to raise my desk up here. Paul doesn't say, now that you're, you're, you're under God's grace and you have the freedom that comes with it, uh, he says, does that mean we can live however we want? When he says hardly, he's not saying no, because if you fall back into that, God's going to stop loving you and you're torched. What he does say, though, is that, look, while you have the freedom to choose how to live and while, while you now know that God loves you no matter what, walking in that path of, of sin, walking down that road, is it really freedom? See, when we do things in our life that then pile guilt on our head afterwards, are we really free? When you go out and you, you treat your body like garbage and you go out and get drunk and party rock it out all night and then you're throwing up the next morning and your body feels horrible and now you're, you can't focus at work and you, you don't give attention to your, your spouse or your kids, is that really a free life? Here's the thing. A lot of times we, we think of freedom as the freedom to do whatever we want. And that's true. But what we forget is that every decision we make has a consequence, sometimes a positive consequence, sometimes a negative one. And sometimes something that might feel good in the moment can lead to feelings of shame and guilt later. And if we, if we later have to bear a feeling of guilt and shame, then what we were free to do in the first place really wasn't freedom. It was just a, a carefully veiled doorway into uh, the, the, the chains and the stronghold of sin. See, there's nothing the enemy would like more than to lead us away from God and lead us into, into a hot mess of shame, regret, and guilt. Because have you ever felt like you've been in that shame cycle where you've done something, you know, you just made some bad decisions and then you're like, well, I mean, I've already done it. Can no one doing it now? Might as well keep going down the road, right? It's like, mm. it's kind of like when you're driving and you get lost and you're like, well, I've already turned. I'm just going to keep going down this road instead of going, wait, let me get back on the road that I was on that I know was the right road to the right road. Like as soon as we recognize we've gotten off, we can always stop and go back. But have you ever done that where you just keep going, I'll just keep driving, seeing where it goes. Life can sometimes be that way. Sometimes we, we make a mistake in our life and we think that mistake defines me. But that was just a moment in a long journey. And it's not a moment we have to keep repeating. And I think that's what Paul's trying to teach us here is look, when you start down a path, 
if you know that path is bringing shame and guilt, remember, shame and guilt only come from the enemy. God, God doesn't ever shame you. He doesn't condemn you. Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn. I came to bring life, life to the fullest. God wants you to live a full, healthy, happy life, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. God wants that for all of us. Never, ever did Jesus come to dump shame on our heads. Now, some people might be saying, yeah, but Matt, what about those times where he's like, but you're a manicured grave plot. You're dead on the inside. When he was lighting into people, do you know who he was talking to in those moments? The religious leaders who kept saying, I'm holier than you. You're a failure. You're not keeping all the rules right. The ones that were heaping shame on people's head, Jesus was saying, you guys look great, but on the inside, you're just as dead. The only difference is your outside's pruned. And the cool thing that I love about Jesus is we see moments of him lashing out and then immediately we'll see moments of him saying, here's the right way. See, even the people that Jesus got frustrated with, the religious leaders, he didn't count them out. His teaching was an opportunity. And some folks don't really understand that. It's like a rabbi back then, they would teach in parables and uh, stories with a hidden meaning. And the purpose was now go back to Tanakh, which we call the Old Testament, right? Go back to the Hebrew scriptures and find that meaning. And who would have known those scriptures better than the religious leaders? So as Jesus is teaching a lesson to those who don't know the scriptures as well, uh, like even when he's, you know, going at it with the Pharisees and others are, are seeing and experiencing this, he's teaching a lesson to them, like, don't you get to a point in your life where you look down on somebody and think you're better than them. He's also teaching the religious leaders and going, now in what I'm teaching you, there's a remez, there's a nugget of wisdom. Now go to the Torah, go to Tanakh, go find what I'm showing you. There is a space for you too. All of us have walked in a path we don't want to walk. We've all made mistakes in our life. We all have things that we probably feel regret about and some things we may still be ashamed of. I'm here to tell you, Jesus came to take that shame away. Let it go. And as Jesus said to the woman caught in adultery, go and sin no more. Go and don't do it again. You don't have to carry the weight of sin. You don't have to carry the weight of shame around with you. If you keep carrying it around, if you keep carrying the guilt around, if you keep walking in that, then what was his death for? What was his resurrection for? If we're going to choose to keep that crap, man, then why did he do it for us? Let it go and choose to walk a better path, the one that he's got for us. Now, this says pray. So I'm going to read this with you. It says, talk to God about the things you've uncovered. If, you've, if you have unanswered questions or problems that you can't reconcile, share them. If you're frustrated, express it to him. Maybe you'll challenge him to show you freedom. As you agree to take on the challenge of living, uh, of giving his ways a shot. I'm going to pop something back on the screen here for you guys. <clears throat> um, if you need prayer, if you're struggling with something, you don't have to struggle alone. We're all part of the same family. Church isn't the, just the one you attend locally. Uh, the church is, is all of us, okay? You can head to besaltandlight.church. There's a spot to drop prayer requests in there, okay? 
If you need some inspiration, you're like, you know what? I would love just to get a little inspiration each week, just a, a reminder of God's love for me. And you want to be updated on the house church ministry that we're kicking off, which we're going to be equipping people all over the world to be able to do on their own. Um, you can also text the word church to 833-524-0592. I'll leave that on the screen. You can text it to the word church. Uh, and uh, that'll say add you to, to the list. And, you know, you're going to, I'll shoot out some inspiration stuff to you each week. Darren and I will. And, um, and we'll also keep you updated uh, as we, you know, start making those steps. Um, I just want to pray with you guys. God, thank you so much for, uh, for reminding us that we're not under the weight and the law, uh, the weight of the law of trying to get it right because we can't. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to, to just wipe the slate clean. And thank you that we are no longer bound by sin. Thank you that we are no longer bound by the shame and the regret and of the mistakes that we make in life. Thank you that you've wiped it away. But God also, help us to just walk with Jesus. Help us to, to learn his ways. Help us to, to love like him, to show mercy and grace like you, God. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, the last thing of this says live, live, live. That's from the song rattle, if you haven't heard it by Elevation Worship. Uh, it says, offer yourselves to the ways of God and the freedom never quits. Rest in his freedom today. Friends, let me encourage you. Uh, trust God. Try it. Try it. If you haven't, try it. And uh, just say today, just start right now. Say today, as my friend Lily Williams says, today, today, today. I want to encourage you today, say, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done walking down this path of sin. Whatever it is, if you've got an addiction, whatever it is, if it's porn, if you're addicted to a substance of some sort, if you're addicted to toxic relationships, if there's something that has been putting chains on you, make today the day that you acknowledge, you know what, Jesus, you died so that I didn't have to be bound by this. And I'm going to choose to walk with you going forward. Make today the day that you choose to live in freedom. In Jesus' name. Thanks again for watching, you guys. I love you and I appreciate you. Again, boom, visit desaltandlight.church. If you got a prayer need, drop it in there. Darren and I will pray for you. If you need a Bible, there's a form you can fill out there, just like a message form. If you live in the United States, just fill out the form, give us your name and address, uh, and we'll ship it to you on Amazon. No strings attached. You're not required to like join our house church stuff. We just, we, we are passionate about helping people come in on the love of Jesus. We'll buy you one. Last but not least, get yourself some motivation each week, some inspiration. Nothing, it's not campy and cheesy. It's just some encouragement. We could all use a little more. Text church to 833-524-0592. It's a toll-free number, but I do have to give the disclaimer. Standard texting data rates apply. If you don't have unlimited texting, obviously, you know, every message you get, you pay for your messages. Uh, I think most carriers do it unlimited now. So, uh, boom. Text the word church to the phone number 833-524-0592 to young list. Listen, thanks again for tuning in. Monday through Friday, I do the Bible study with Matt in the morning. Uh, so uh, join me again on Monday. It's always between like 7.30 and 8.30 when I kick it off. And uh, just uh, as I wrap this up, I want to share this with you guys that are watching live and that watch it later. The house church stuff that you hear me talking about, um, Dara and I feel very passionate about this calling uh, on our lives to make disciples and to, to make disciple makers uh, and disciples of Jesus, not us. Okay. We're not trying to be like super pastors. Um, but here's the deal. Uh, there are so many people that they, they, they'll catch something about the love of Jesus and then they'll catch something about, you know, some condemning 
message from a church. There's some folks that are just not in a space where they feel safe or comfortable to walk into a church building. And some people don't feel safe in big crowds because of the COVID stuff. We get it. We understand. But a lot of people say, I, I've got questions. I know I can't ask them on a Sunday morning either. I'd like to be able to wrestle with, with some of the stuff in the Bible, I, I, but I, I don't feel comfortable in a big space, I, but I would in a small group. And there are people that say, uh, I don't know how to even, I don't even know the right questions to ask and I don't know how to teach this stuff. So what we're launching is a house church ministry called Be, Be Salt and Light. And, and here's what we're doing. Um, each week, one evening a week, uh, we're going to go live online with a short, anywhere from five to 20 minute uh, teaching of the scriptures in a plain English way breaking down stuff in text, in context, who's being talked to, what, what, what it seems the real, the real heart is behind the message. And then we're going to give somewhere between three and five, just jump, jump off point, starting point questions to help guide a conversation. Now in our home, we're going to have people here. And after that little part's over, we shut off the go live and we're going to share a meal with people. And what we want to do is give others who say, hey, I'd invite someone into my home. I would, I would do that. I'd invite four, five, 10 friends over to share a meal with me and talk about the Bible. We wanna empower people to do that. So what we're gonna provide is that teaching and those questions that each week you can download. Once a month, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna have a group where we can um, get together with all these house church leaders and just go through the questions, the prayer needs you have for your house church, things like that. So the idea is that each week, one evening a week, you would gather your friends together. You'd watch the little message. Uh, you could just create your own questions from it if you want, or you can use the guide that we give you as a starting point. And you just potluck it if you want. You don't have to provide the mail. You can rotate whose friend's house, but that's it. It's all online. It's all 100% free. The other thing we really feel, really feel called to with this is, is um, we're not going to be asking people to be giving to us at all. Uh, now that might seem weird, right? Starting a church and not asking for money. How's that work? We feel passionate that each community that's going to be hosting their house churches, uh, is going to know the, the needs in their local community. And we feel like the best thing to do would be to encourage each of these house churches, uh, to pray together and look for ways that they can, uh, bring that offering of God into their local communities. So we're going to provide the teaching for free. We're going to provide the guided questions for free. We're going to do it all for free. Right? We just want to help more people become disciples of Jesus. And then we'll encourage you. Now, I want to say one last thing. This isn't something like, hey, stop going to your church and do this. No, this is not a replacement for that local gathering and worship uh, and community. Not at all. And we would encourage you to do that. This is a place to gather in the smaller groups and wrestle with the questions and ask the tough questions, things like that. So that's why we're providing this and creating this. It's not to discourage people from, from Sunday worship, things like that. A lot of us um, go from, as a, the pastor of the church we attend down here, he said, are you going from Sunday to Sunday or glory to glory? A lot of folks are going to church on Sunday and then living life the other six days in between uh, as if Sunday is just that's God's time. And the rest is forget about God. We want to encourage people to realize that living your best life means living the life God's guiding you to every single day. And we want to help people do that by creating another place in the week where they can get together with friends and be that community that we see lived out in, in, uh, in the Bible. So 
hey, that's what it's all about. So there you go. That's it in a nutshell. If that's something you'd like to be part of, maybe say, hey, I'd be willing to open my house and invite some friends over to share a meal and talk about Bible stuff. Please go to besaltandlight.church. Hook up, sign up on the list. We'll keep you updated and we'll tell you how you can get involved with that. Again, it's 100% free to you. If you've got friends and family that you know would be willing to, to wrestle with this stuff, the whole idea is to create conversation without condemnation. If we can do that, and we'll just trust the Holy Spirit to do what the Holy Spirit does, right? Let's share the love of God with people. Trust God to work inside each and every one of us. Listen, if this was valuable to you, if it meant something to you, if you found value in it, please would you like it and share it on your social. Um, please be praying about whether or not your home would be good to open up for a house church ministry one night a week. Uh, and even if you can't commit to it every week, you say, well, I could do it once a month. Cool. That would be great. But please be praying about that and see if that's something that God is calling you to do. Thanks again for tuning in. Love you all. Appreciate you. Now go out there and make your day and hopefully someone else's amazing.